I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie B, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Fun is not a dirty word. Seriously. In fact, fun is your secret weapon in business and life, in your relationships, in challenging times, good times, and frustrating times. And whether you feel like it or not, happiness is your secret weapon. But how long has it been since you have experienced that amazing, contagious, unstoppable, head-dizzying happiness? How long has it been since you put your head back and laughed until you had tears running down your face and maybe even your legs? How long has it been since you laughed so hard your face hurt and your ribs felt like someone punched you? For most of us, the answer is, it's been way too long. So where is the joy we once felt and can we get it back? What if there was a way? Well, ready your face muscles. The fun is not a dirty word challenge begins Monday, May 17th and runs five days through Friday, May 21st. And all you have to do is head to the link in the show notes and get enrolled. It's 100% free for you. And my dear, I can't wait to prove to you that fun is not only not a dirty word, but it is what you need every single day. Meet Jill Lebowski, midlife mojo master. Jill is a woman who has taken menopause and turned it into something not so horrible and actually quite fun. Her mission is to show women that middle age doesn't mean life is over. In fact, it's just beginning. And it starts with that feeling of confidence, that strong and purposeful body, mind, and spirit. Jill is definitely a master at midlife. Here to walk us through a journey is Jill Lebowski. Jill, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I am so happy to be here too. You know, ever since we met a couple of months ago, I've just, I love that we're actually sitting in your living room, having some coffee and dishing the tea (laughs) a little bit, as my 16 year old would say. But this is the next best thing. So, yes, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. And I know, so I'm looking on your, on your shelf behind you. No sweat. It's just menopause. First book I got from you that, that you wrote, and I have poured over that book. (laughs) I love that. That's always, every author wants to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I've just poured over it. And I, I love, I love all the messages that are in that book. I want, if you would, to share your story, what got you into this journey and yeah, just tell us all the things. Okay. 
Okay. Right. Never, I never short of words, so I can promise you I got a lot to say. But, <laughs> okay. you know, really it's, it's so it's actually in two days is my birthday. I'll be 51. Happy and birthday. so, you know, thank you very much. You're welcome. And, you know, and so it always this, you know, New Year's and my birthday are always the years I kind of do the whole reflecting and looking back and so forth. So I have, happen to be kind of thinking of my own journey and, mm-hmm. you know, in my both my business and in my own wellness, which are kind of intertwined with each other. And yes. so I kind of thought maybe I would just like share with you kind of where I've been because, you know, the name of my company is Midlife Mojo. And a lot of ladies in this age range, you know, maybe we're not feeling we got all the mojo or we're kind of looking uh-huh. back over our life and thinking, what, what have I done? And when you really start to think about what you've done, and I really started to go through all of the different, the evolution of Jill, Mm -hmm. right? You realize that all of the little twists and turns all led to where you kind of are. And that gives me, for me, hope. This is only this. But this is only the partway point, right? I'm only 51. This is the part, this is the, this is the halfway point. So, you know, it's, I'm, it almost got me excited to see the twists and turns coming ahead. So yes. I thought I would share a little of just kind of my journey and people see that it's not like this. It's, it's all over the place. Yes. Um, for sure. You know, I, I think anybody at this point in our life, um, you know, for most of us, that's how, how it's all been. But, you know, I, so I am, I wrote the book, you know, about menopause. And so health and wellness has kind of been in my world since my 20s. So I have my master's in speech language pathology and right out of college and graduate school, my husband, he was now my husband, but he was my boyfriend at the time. We traveled the country, the United States for three years, living in all these different uh, states and all these. And a lot of times we ended up in rural places. So as a speech language pathologist, you, I taught a lot of people who had, they were adults and they weren't always in nursing homes. And there were people who were, you know, had strokes or had some kinds of disease or hip replacements because they fell, all of these things. And what I discovered kind of, you know, and, I, and again, this is kind of reflecting back, certainly at 20 something, I wasn't thinking this, but I realize now how much those experiences shaped me because like I said, I'm in my, you know, just hitting my fifties. And I remember those, a lot of those people were in their fifties, their sixties, they weren't 80 and 90 and they were in a nursing home because of complications for not taking care of themselves. The unhealthy Mm -hmm. habits they had their whole life led them there. So I think that that's somewhere, you know, stuck in my mind, you know, that that's not the kind of old person I want to be. Um, And I've never been a traditional, real traditional medicine person anyways. I've kind of always leaned towards natural solutions. And so, you know, from there, I, you know, got married and all that kind of good stuff. And we moved from California to Florida. And I wanted to, you know, kind of do something different. Like I, you know, what with my life, I had my new child. I wanted to stay home. Um, I was, you know, still working in the skilled nursing. And so having been in California, I discovered like the world, I don't know if you've heard of scrapbooking, like the hobby scrapbooking. Oh yes. Right. So, so that was like the very beginnings of it. And out in California, that was definitely the very beginnings of it back then. It was right when I got married in 98. And so um, when I moved here, I was big into it there and I moved here and there was no stores, nobody I knew who did it. I was looking for friends and I don't know why perhaps, you know, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, but I just decided, you know what, I don't want to go to 
leave my baby. I'm going to start my first, you know, entrepreneurial business, my first business. So I mailed away for this, for this, uh, how to start your own scrapbook business, literally. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Big, huge binders back then. And I just, that was really my first like leap into any kind of doing this kind of stuff, you know, like doing my own type of business and following my own passions and my own, you know, excitement. And what I discovered, you know, I loved doing that. So I literally, I never opened up a brick and mortar, you know, business. I opened up a business in my home. My poor husband, I'm not joking. We had a small home with a little child and I would make him literally take the couches and the kitchen table and they would go out onto the porch so we could have room for people to like, you know, set up our tables. And I had just like a store. I had like little turnstiles, you know, things that people would look at and come and shop and so forth. And it was wonderful. But looking back at this whole journey, you're like, okay, Jill, well, that's great. Well, what does that have to do with now? Well, that was the first time I ever got in front of a room full of people and taught something, like something that I was passionate about, and they listened, and they enjoyed it, and I created this community of women, and that was a big deal to me, like that was the first kind of community, mm-hmm. and I realized, I'm kind of good at this, like people like, like, like what I have, and the vibe, and the energy, yeah. I had women who would come all day on a sa- whole Saturday, and spend the whole Saturday with me, um, just wow. scrapbooking, and things, mm-hmm. and we would, you know, it was a fun time. But like everything, everything kind of evolves in your life. And as that was not really sustainable living, (laughs) um, especially when I went and had a second baby. Yeah. And so when I went and had my second child, um, I decided I had lost my weight with Weight Watchers years before. I had kind of put on about 50 pounds with my son, hadn't taken most of it off when I got pregnant with my second. And I joined Weight Watchers soon after um, she was born. She's now 16. And lost my weight relatively quickly, and they asked me to become a Weight Watchers leader. And I was like, okay, you know, a friend of mine was kind of running it. I was like, I, I, you know, I was so into that world for about seven, eight months. And so I very every single week I would plan my, you know, my session out. I would get up, and again, rooms full of people, and not to toot my own horn, but I, you know, people kind yeah. of came and they sought out my class, and they were rather big classes that I taught, and I taught in businesses, I taught in thing, and I was like wow, like this is what I meant to do. Like I am meant to be in front of a room talking (laughs) like I am now and, you know, getting people excited. And what I learned was like people not only like, like, like to listen to me, but they actually took what I said and they took action. Like you mentioned, you read my book, right? And like you liked it and you're taking action. Like what else more can anybody ask for? Yes. And so, you know, from my Weight Watchers, that just, you know, after a few years of doing that, I kind of branched out on my own. I've gotten a lot of specialty certifications over the years. I have my Pilates certification. I have a specialty certification working with women specifically over 40 on their health and their wellness. Um, Just a lot of exercise certifications, things like that over the years. And eventually I opened up my own wellness studio. It was a Pilates and wellness studio called Healthy You. And there I taught the Pilates classes, but I taught healthy living classes. During that time, I was introduced to Young Living Essential Oils. And so that kind of came into my world. And I started teaching hundreds of classes on essential oils as well out of my little studio. And again, here's all these little communities I've started. So my Healthy You community, we would go out to lunch. We weren't just like in the studio. We would like meet once a month for lunch. My Young Living people, we would travel and do fun things outside of our oils together. It was always about these, just creating these, 
I don't know, these women who just wanted to support other women. And we were all like-minded, all on this health and wellness path. And when I decided that I wanted to really reach a greater audience, I, you know, I loved what I was doing with my studio and it was fun, but I said, you know, I, I really didn't feel like I was still fulfilling what I was meant to do. Like I re- and, and so I shut that all down and I decided to kind of start my whole online business, which is the midlife mojo business. And, you know, during all that time was kind of how my books came and I can share a little bit of that, but that was just kind of like, I just wanted people to see like, that was my journey, right? It started like in one side of things and scrapbooking, then, you know, all this kind of stuff, but it all has led up to everything I'm doing now in all these different ways, you know, creating communities for women in my online groups, um, educating women on their wellness, all of these things that I just, I love doing. And I've gotten to, as I say, reflect back and see, because I don't know about you, Carrie, but for me, sometimes when you're I used to feel that I was bouncing from one thing to another. Or someone was like, oh, there's Jill doing something else. <laughs> yep. Doing these this week, you know. And I used to think of it as a negative. And I used to, I don't know, just like look down on myself for maybe I am flighty. Maybe I don't really. And now when I see, look back, and I, I almost want to laugh at them, right? Like, yeah. wow, like, you know, like everything has led to where I am and where I'm going. Yes. So. Yeah. We put the pieces together. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you're looking back and picking up those pieces and then putting them in the place and things that maybe didn't make sense or you thought were going to be forever. And then they ended and you're confused as to why they all make this beautiful tapestry. They really do. And I, and I think what I'm, as I get, I'm getting older, I'm learning, you know, as I speak, I'm learning, I should say, (laughs) is to kind of, but recognize that, right? Like, 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 and let go. Don't be so attached to what's going on and the outcomes of, you know, is this going to work or is this person going to, you know, whatever that is, don't be so attached to anybody or anything because life can change on a dime and in a good and, or in the positive or negative way. But if you're willing to go with the flow, I think that ultimately the flow of life takes us where we want to go. Exactly. Exactly. That's beautiful. So how did you go then from, um, from leading Weight Watchers now to writing your book. I keep looking at it because I'm like, I know that book. (laughs) I want that book. I know you do. So, well, so that kind of came about. So during that time period of like when I was closing my studio and I was kind of in this like limbo of, okay, like I wasn't quite sure where and how I was going to, you can see I'm a talker. I'm a little quirky sometimes. <laughs> and how was I going to translate me? How are they, you know, I, I was able to build these communities in person, but how was I going to do this online? And at the same time, all that was happening. I was literally in the throes of perimenopause. And so I like to just, for those of you guys who are watching, kind of define the difference. So perimenopause is that time leading up until menopause. And you're not in full menopause until it's been 12 consecutive months without a period. So if it's been 10 and a half months and you get your period, you are still, you got to start that clock all the way over again. All right. You are still in perimenopause. Still in peri. Okay. Yeah. And so I was really in the throes of that. I was having um, terrible, terrible night sweats. My moods were out of control. Like I was just angry. I hated everybody and anything. It got in my way and I had put on a significant amount of weight. So, you know, you heard my journey and that whole time, 12 plus years, I had kept off the weight easily and I had put on 20 pounds in about a 16 month period of time, all in my kind of early to mid 40 period. And so I 
was really here I was kind of closed my business. I'm in this whole like craziness of my, you know, mental, uh, hormonal mental stuff going on and physical yeah. stuff going on. And I went to my doctor and I just showed up there. Where else, where do you go? Right. You yeah. go to your gynecologist. And I said to him, okay, listen, I know something's up. Like, I don't feel like me. Like, you know, I just need help. And he asked me, are you getting your period? And I said, well, yeah, still off and on, da, da, da. He says, well, duh, like you're in perimenopause, which I could have told him, right? I didn't have to pay him for that. And he basically said, come see me when you're, you know, stop getting your period and sent me home. I was like, what? (laughs) Like no help, no suggestions, no nothing. Just go home. And as I explained, I, that's not me. I am not a negative person. I'm not an angry person. I, you know, when my weight came back on, I had significant back issues when I, when I gained weight that were coming back, digestive, all that stuff. And so I was like, I've got to figure this out. Okay. He's not going to help me. And really, ultimately, like I said, I'm a natural girl anyway. So was he really going to probably point me in the direction I wanted anyways? Probably not. So I just kind of started doing my own research. I had been into essential oils for a couple of years at that point, was using them for all other areas of my health and wellness. I knew, of course, food and exercise, all of that could help with hormonal stuff just for my own professional. So I really just... This is what I do. I dig in deep. When something excites me, I just research and research like the world doesn't exist. And I learn about things. I experiment about things. And I blab it to whoever will listen about what I'm doing. And so they're like, oh, what are you doing? I want to try that. I kind of get my like validation. Okay, it worked for me. It worked for them. And so kind of that's what happened with the essential oils. I was just able to, for the most part, get most of my issues, like my night sweats, like my moods, back under control. The weight was still a struggle for me though. Um, But I did, so as the weight was still a struggle was when I was publishing my No Sweat book. Yeah. The same, almost the same month, right? I always think you have to be open messages, right? You have to be listening and looking. So I was in a desperate like place. Like, I mean, I had, I had, I hadn't weighed that much in a long time. As I mentioned, these issues were coming back. Yeah. I don't know about you, Carrie, you know, and how your weight loss journey has been, but when my weight is up, it affects my, how I just feel about myself. Everything. General, my self-esteem. Yes. Like, who am I to get in front of people and like talk about health and wellness? Like, who wants to listen? All of the nonsense, right? Yes. That we, yep. we tell ourselves. And, 100%. And so, you know, here I am in this you know, play, place. So here I've written this book and I'm excited, but still I have this weight on. So that the perfect message came at the perfect time. And I happened to overhear a conversation just between two people who were talking about intermittent fasting and the word, you know, I hadn't really heard that too much before. It's about, it was in I think 2018, April of 2018. And I had just kind of, and I was like kind of just eavesdropping in and then butting <laughs> in and then asking questions. Huh? Next thing you know, Jill's taking over the conversation. <laughs> but I was like, it was intriguing to me. Here I've been a health coach now for years. Fasting to me was a no-no, right? You're uh-huh. starving yourself. Like that's not good for you, blah, all that kind of stuff. But again, it just some, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. I'll try anything. <laughs> None of my tools I knew were working. So I did the same thing I did with my book. I just threw myself into research and I was like, okay, I wanted to almost prove it wrong. Like why it's not safe. Why I've been right all of these years, right? Why would I've been teaching to eat six meals a day, eat little meals, right? You must eat breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. All these things I had been teaching for all these years. I wanted to know that I had been right. So I was kind of looking for that validation. And instead I discovered 
I wasn't as right as I thought I was. Okay. <laughs> there were some things, of course, that in general I was, but I learned some things and that, that number one being, you know, that skipping breakfast or that breakfast is the most important meal of the day was absolutely not true. And so, and there's a whole bunch of reasons behind that, but from that kind of the, the, when I read that and I understood the science behind that, um, that was like my, I always say my aha moment, my mic drop moment, whatever you want to call it. But that was when my eyes became open to, wow, like this makes sense now. I, all my over 40 ladies, especially I've been teaching all these years, always told me they were doing what I told them to do. They were exercising. Not going to lie. I kind of figured, oh, sure, you know, maybe. Sure you are, but what else are you doing that you're not telling me? <laughs> and, yeah. and the truth was I kind of understood now why. Yeah. And so, again, I, I, I started teaching people, talking to people. They were having the same results I was having. And my second book, Melt the Midlife Middle, A Beginner's Guide for Women to the Intermittent Fasting and Essential Oils Lifestyle, was kind of birthed from that. Mm. And you see <laughs> that essential oils are, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, they're just a part of everything I do. Um, they're kind of... I used to have in my Pilates studio, like right above, you know, in, in studios, you would have a big, huge, long mirror, like if you were in a Pilates or a yoga studio. Yes. So right above my mirror, I had all the way across the one whole wall, it said, eat well, move more, love life. And to me now, I've changed that to eat well, move more, use oils, because use oils kind of is loving life, because it really is the what I say, it's kind of woven through everything I yeah. do, whether it is my eating, whether it's my exercise, whether it's my, my, how I think about myself, my emotional care, my self-care. It's really a part of, of every th- aspect of my life. Um, yeah. It's just been a really amazing, amazing journey. And so that's kind of where my books came about. And then from there came the whole Midlife Mojo brand, I guess is what you would say, where um, I just knew, as I said, like all these women I had been teaching, I almost felt like I owed it to them. Now I'm in that age. I knew something now, right? And so I said that, that those are my people. Like I want to speak, if I'm going to do this, I want to speak to my people. And my yes. people are the women who are 40, 50, 60, but and beyond that, because yeah. my best friends are seven, two, two best friends are, you know, and two of my best clients are 75 years old. And wow. like, you know, so it goes back to what kind of old person do you want to be? What do you want your midlife mojo to look like? What does all of that mean to you, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where it happened. And I'll share one more thing and then I'll, I'll let you speak for a moment. But, <laughs> but my, my midlife mojo, the name came from, you know, I didn't just pick it out of nowhere. Right. I was looking up, okay, so what could I come up with? And I looked at the definition of midlife in the dictionary. And not joking, you can look it up. It said the wrong side of 40. That's literally what it said in the dictionary. For every woman and man over 40 to read, we are the wrong side of 40. There's something the wrong, wrong with us. It's a negative, right? Like, like are you kidding me? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that's just crazy. I mean, yeah. I couldn't even believe that was a definition. Mm-hmm. So mojo is your magic. It is the complete opposite right? Your mojo is your magic. And that's what this part part of our life should be. It should be our adventure, following our passions, living our best life, living our best healthy life, following whatever that looks like. And it looks different for everybody, but that's to me. And so that's kind of where the midlife mojo came from and, um, and why I feel like this journey has led me here because, um, all of that has been my mojo, right? I've just added to and tasted turns. So, yeah. 
All right. So I'm going to bring you back. A, I'm going to go back a little bit to yeah. when you started looking into intermittent fasting, because this, this is a story, what you were experiencing. I hear from so many, so many women, mm-hmm. um, my clients, or when I go to events, this is something I hear from those of us on the quote unquote wrong side of 40, which just <laughs> really makes me angry. I just yes. want to go change all those websites. <laughs> what makes it wrong? I think it's an amazing, I love every part of my life. I loved my twenties. I loved my thirties. I loved my forties. I'm loving my fifties. But in that journey, in that journey, I have the same story. And I think I have shared this with you. I lost this hundred pounds and for 15 years, I didn't even think about it because I had changed my lifestyle. And then all of a sudden, nothing fit. And all of a the sudden, there was this middle. I've never had trouble with my waist was always like, that was like the thing that I loved the most. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was gone. <laughs> and that was a very, it's a very painful part of my journey. And as it is for many, many, many women. And like you, I went to my doctor and she said, hm, it's your age. As we age, this happens. And I was just, I just looked at her and I could feel my blood boiling. And I said, I don't, I don't buy into that. I don't buy into that as we age thing. I know that things, I know physiologically things happen to our bodies. I also know that there are tools to, I don't even like to say fight back, but to, to ease our body through these transitions. Right. So you, you have this information and you start diving into this intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. Can you take us back to that part of your story then? And what happened to you then, how you, you took the intermittent fasting in with your oils and what did the journey look like? Absolutely. Thank you. So, so as I said, I was not in a good headspace when I started mm-hmm. at all, um, but I just wanted to try. And so I did. And so I dove right in at 16 hours. I probably got up to 18 hours because more is better, right? You know, <laughs> longer is better, all that kind of stuff. And so I kind of <laughs> dove right in. And now, as I said to you, I had just gotten all of my night sweats under control, my mood, my hormones were doing pretty good, except for this one little area, not one little, but this big area. Area. Yeah. Well, here I dove right into everything, jumped into 16, uh, fairly quickly up to 18, some days even 20, all very fine to do and healthy to do. But here's the big but. What happened, I noticed, and I didn't uh, distribute to it until a couple of months later, but within that eight week period, my night sweats were back, like my hormones were out of control again. Ah. Because food, what we do with our body interacts with our body. All of that has plays roles in that, right? Not eating plays roles. Different hormones are being released. All of these things are going on in play. And so looking back now, you know, so then I literally back then, I, I, you know, then when it clicked to me, what was going on, right? Like when I realized it and all, I stepped back. And I said, okay, I've got to do this differently, right? This is like, yes, more may be better and I'll get there quicker, but it's not helping me in other areas. Yeah. So I actually did dial it back and I went back and I started, I tell my ladies, you know, start between 12 and 14 hours. I've started about the 14 hour mark. Um, and then I did that for like a week or so. And then I went up to 15, you know, and just was able to see. And by keeping kind of like a little journal, okay, so what yeah. am I feeling right now? Okay, so my night sweats are a 10 on the scale of one to 10. My moods are, <laughs> a th- right? And kind of seeing that little progression, but keeping track. Because when we feel better, we forget how bad we felt a yes. lot of times. 
things, right? So recognizing, okay, I felt this way. I did this. Now I feel good. Okay, that worked. Okay, you know, and so it was really this trial and error. Okay, I added this oil in. Oh, okay. Oh, that made a difference. So it really was a process for me, but I did build back up to my, you know, 16. And then I, and now I'm up to, I do between the 16 and the 20. My weight loss journey has never, even with Weight Watchers, I always called myself the original half pound loser. Uh, that's about how I lose about a half pound weight a, a, a week, literally. Um, so when I say to people that between, so I started doing it the end of April um, of 2018. And by the mid-November, by about Thanksgiving time, I had lost the original weight I had put on. So I had lost, it was about, so it was about 15 pounds then. Um, but then I ended up losing another five over the next couple of months. So I ended up losing mm-hmm. 20 in total. I also lost an entire size. So even though I was the same weight, I had always been, my body shape had changed. And so that journey of intermittent fasting, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, do I, did I do it like every day? 60? No, of course not. Like, this is the real world I live in. And it's why I love intermittent fasting because it fits perfectly in with my life mm-hmm. and my world. Meaning that some days I do 16, some days I do 18, some days I do eight, right? Some days I don't, I just, I'm not fasting at all. I can work it into my life. So I'm a busy, you know, we were talking, you're, you're doing all these, right? we're doing podcasts, we're on video, we're talking all the time. Sometimes your whole day goes by and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten, right? <laughs> then there's Sunday morning when my husband wakes up and he's like, come on, let's go get a bagel. And it's 10 in the morning. And I'm like, it's only been eight hours since I last ate, but oh, well, or I want to yeah. live my life. And so when you live the 60, I, I subscribe to the 16, eight method of intermittent fasting, which is mm-hmm. 16 hours. Typically I fast, as I said, I built up to that, which was very important. And then eight hours I feast, I eat whatever I want, how much I want during that eight hours. That seems like a lot of freedom for people. So how I teach that in both my book, I have a six-week program that I teach as well called When at Weight Loss. We really talk about that eight-hour window. We, we really tweak that um, and we individualize it. But technically, you can eat what you want, when you want, and so forth. And I talk about in my books and my programs, you know, different ways, different tools that you can use to um, like something called the satisfaction scale. So you can kind of monitor yourself while you're eating, how much to eat, Um, Mm -hmm. learning to listen to your body. That's a key. So there's the intermittent fasting. I said, there's three pillars of it. There's the intermittent fasting piece, the fasting piece. There's the um, essential oil piece, but then there's the third pillar is the listen to your body piece. Mm. That to me is the most important. Because I always tell people, right, you can, you can Google intermittent fasting. I mean, it's, I just told you how to do it. You, can, you don't eat for 16 hours, you eat for eight. That, I've told you how to do intermittent fasting. I've given you everything <laughs> you need to know right now about intermittent fasting. That's it, right? Because so my husband always says, what do you talk about? What do you write in a book if that's all there is to it? So obviously, there's a lot more to it yeah. in terms of if you want to make this a lifestyle and you want this weight to be gone forever for good, right? And that's my goal for women, right? We have been down, like you said, you gained a hundred, you lost a hundred. Now you've put weight back. This roller coaster is tiring. Yes. Exhausting. It beats us down. It 
makes us doubt ourselves. It trickles into all other areas of our life. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people, and this is the gosh, honest truth. If I never had to teach another woman how to lose weight again, I would be so freaking happy. Okay. (laughs) Like if nobody ever did, because if we could get to this point where we could live a life where we're not thinking about every little thing we have to put in our mouth and every little bite, it's not on our mind. We just listen to our body. We nourish our body and our brains with food that we know feels good to us. Right. And then we don't have to. Our weight maintains where we like to be. So maybe some days, like I get on the scale, some days it's up a couple pounds. Some days it's down a couple pounds. Okay. You know? Yeah. (coughs) But for me, um, intermittent fasting is just about this. Maybe you can hear it in my voice, but it's like this freedom. Yes. It's like freedom of being able to choose what and when to eat, how much to eat it but also not having to think about it all day long by just yeah. tuning into my body, trusting my body, right? Yeah. I mean, who are we to tell our body, if, you know, this is a God created, you know, God created this beautiful cre- person I am, right? Yeah. Who am I to doubt that this body doesn't know what to give it and this body mm-hmm. doesn't know how to function at its best? It's, that's its purpose yeah. is to keep me alive and functioning. And so when we can learn to tune in with, you know, the intermittent fasting, listening to those rhythms of your body, So some days you're not hungry, you know, you're starving at 16 hours and some days you're not hungry until 20 hours, right? Learning to tune into that. Learning with the essential oils. That can be such a, we have all of this this physical weight on us, but the essential oils can help us get rid of the emotional weight that's keeping us, right? Mm -hmm. So you see my diffuser up there. Yes. I always have stuff in the diffuser going, whether it's during the daytime where I have uplifting oils or at nighttime oils to kind of de-stress. The oils can be used even just for our fasting. I love my peppermint oil. It's an oil that's like a natural, um, a natural way of curbing your appetite and not being hungry, not feeling hungry using that. So you can incorporate peppermint oil during your day. Um, There's just so many ways that essential oils can be used physically, emotionally, hormonally um, that just affect all of our mojo. Yeah. Right. Because we're talking about right now, our hormones, we're talking about our weight and what else does all that affect? It affects like another area I talk about with my mojo and that's our sex life. Mm-hmm. in a big way. So when we are going through all these hormonal changes, our libido isn't working the way it needs to. Yeah. When we're going through all, you know, and so when we are not at our weight or we're at a weight where we feel comfortable in our own skin, that affects our our bedroom antics, as I always like to say, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so, so much of all, like I, what I say, there's so much of this mojo world, right? Because it's everything is tied in, right? Our weight is tied into our hormones, tied into our sex life, tied into, you know, our skin and how our outer beauty and all of these things um, yeah. make up, you know, how we show up in this world. And my goal is just to hopefully inspire women to just live their best lives, live it naturally, um, embrace who they are, the, the, the stage of life we're in. We don't need to turn back the clocks to 20. We no. just need to live our best lives now at 50. Yes. We can do that. Like you said, there are so many tools we don't have to accept. Yes. You know, we don't have to accept what a doctor tells us or, yeah. or society tells us or, yes. you know, we know yes. that. Because they, I mean, it's not that, it's not that our doctors are trying to make us angry, (laughs) right? It's just that that's what they've been taught to. 
And so that's what they're passing on. Well, as you age, this happens. And I can remember, I can remember coming home and telling my husband what the doctor had said. And he said, so now what? And I said, well, Gabe, I know plenty of people who are my age and older who are not struggling with their weight. So if what she said was true, then every woman in the entire world postmenopausal will be struggling with their weight. And that's not true, which means, which means, which means there is something else going on. And I love what you are doing, Jill, because it's helping us. It's helping every woman to have hope. Yeah. That, thank you. Thank you. Cause that's really what my mission is, is just to, you know, I, yeah. I call my midlife mojo. I say like, I want to be like the number one, like education support and resource center for women. That's really what yeah. I want. Want, you know, I, I, I like to teach what I teach, but health and wellness, that's, that's kind of my wheelhouse. That's my, yes. my world. But I love in my midlife mojo world. So I have a Facebook group called midlife mojo and that's where I kind of do everything. And so I bring on guests like, like yourself who, who talk about other aspects of our world, right? Our mindset yeah. of our world or people who who maybe talk about dressing, right? Like I, yes. I always say like my, you know, I am not style, the style fashionista by any stretch, right? <laughs> bring those people into the, my world or people who talk about the financial right of women yes. or people who maybe, you know, I've been, you know, happily married, you know, to my college sweetheart. Well, I, you know, I can't relate to maybe a single woman in her fifties. So I like to, I like to, you know, bring into my world, other people, and, 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 and expose them to my audience of women so that we can all find our midlife mojo and it's going to look different and our roads are going to be different. And we hear that message from different people. We take yes. different pieces. And so that's really, you know, I, so I appreciate when you hear that my message of hope, that's, that really is what I am trying to do that. There's no yeah. one right way to get old. Um, but the, 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 there is a wrong way to get old and that is to do, and that is to do nothing. Yes. That is what I say though. Yes. Just to accept, accept it, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately that's what we're taught to do. Just accept it. Accept and, the rock chair and accept the, yeah. the knitting needles and you're done. You know, yeah. you watch TV. I, I was watching, I don't know, some, some little comedy thing <laughs> and, you know, and they made some joke about the menopausal woman. Oh, and she's, you know, it was like her being angry or so, you know, it's yeah. like, it's, that's how permeated it is into our society. Like in some little, you know, 30 minute, you know, sitcom, yeah. we're still like putting down the woman over 50. Yes. And let's look at our society now, right? Like, let's look at who's our vice president, a woman, I believe she's over 50. I'm not quite sure I have to check, but she's definitely over 40, right? Look at these women in power, right? These women yeah. who are running companies. There is, you know, this, it's, it's our time. It really is. Yes. And instead of hiding ourselves and maybe things like our weight makes us hide, that's why I want people to kind of shed all that baloney so yes. we, we can share our gifts, go out there and show the younger generation, the men, the, the world, <laughs> show other women ourselves, give them that, you know, that this beacon of, you know, of hope or this, this way that here is, there is a different way. Uh, we don't have to do it the way maybe our grandmothers did it or our mothers yeah. even did it. We, we truly, um, you know, can live healthy and happy yes. and, you know, contribute to society and passionate well into our eighties or nineties. If we, if we allow ourselves and we, yes. well, we've got to do it now. We can't, I always say, you know, never, we, we should have maybe been taking care of ourselves all along, but it's never too late if we start right now and, right. and dive right in. 
That's right. It's never too late. So what is your number one question that you get regarding intermittent fasting? Can I drink wine? Um, that's probably <laughs> my number one is can I drink wine? Uh, yeah, I think that the biggest one is that, honestly, the biggest one that you're making me joke about that, but it really is about people's coffee in the morning. But I have coffee in the morning. How how am I going to function without, I mean, and so myself, I've never been a coffee drinker. So it's uh-huh. always been a, I always feel like people get mad at me for that. But it, if, and it sounds so silly, but you know, that is a way that people function, right? People get up in yeah. the morning or how, how am I going to not eat? How am I going to feel good? And if I don't put something in my stomach, whether it's coffee, whether it's food, that really is the number one question. They can't uh-huh. wrap their minds around. And why? Because literally forever since day one in nursery school, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You yes. must eat that or you're going to crash, right? I can think of all those Sunday morning cartoons that they used to do, you know, uh, those that, that they used to show all that stuff, you know? So, you know, that's really it for people. And I tell everybody, I wish, I wish I could for every, I wish I had a nickel, first of all, for every time, because I'd be a rich woman, number one. (laughs) But number two, I wish I could show people two weeks from where they are, how that's not even an issue for them. Yeah. Like, right. You can't, you, you can tell people as much as you want to tell them, well, you can use your oil, you can drink your water, you can do, I promise you, you're going to, but as much as you tell somebody until they experience it for themselves yeah. and they're like, wow, not to say for some people, maybe the first couple of days they may, you know, feel a little yeah. whatever, but after those first couple of days, what actually happens is the exact opposite of what everyone thinks. And they feel this amazing amount of energy. Yes. The brain fog is gone. The clarity. Why? Because they're not eating bacon and eggs and toast and gluten and all these things that fog up our brain in the first thing in the morning. Yeah. We're allowing our body to do what it's meant to do. We're mm-hmm. allowing it to burn the stored fat. And the only way you can allow that to happen is to give your body that time away from eating. Yeah. So I'll give you guys, I'll give you like one little like a sciencey fact. Okay. So how the body works is when you eat something, what happens is your body, your blood sugar rises. Insulin, which is a hormone is released. Insulin is meant to bring the body back into, you know, balance. Uh, but what do we do when that body starts to come down? Our blood sugar starts to lower. We feel hungry. And so we eat again. So basically it never gets, it goes here, 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 here. Uh-huh. We never let it get lower down here. And what happens when we, if we would just go those few extra hours. So if you start, stopped eating at 8 PM, you went to bed at 10 PM, you woke up 8 a.m., something like that, or 6, whatever it is, you just waited a few extra hours. You've slept through most of it. What happens is those few extra hours let a different hormone be released called glucagon, which is a fat-releasing hormone. Mm-hmm. And so glucagon, when we allow our bodies to get into that fat-burning stage, we, for the first time, us midlife women can actually get rid of that that weight that people told us we'd never be able to. And that's what I discovered for myself. All of those other tools I were doing weren't working. But when I allowed my body to do what it's meant to do and to get, let this other hormone be released, this fat, you know, burning hormone be released, it was able to do what I wanted it to do. And then when I added in the oils to it, it was just, it, it accelerated everything that I did. Yeah. So. So, so fascinating. I just, it really is like th- that the intermittent fasting I could talk about forever because it just, it amazes me how easy it is, why it hasn't been taught 
forever, although fasting has been around, right? From since yes. forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, and so I like people to know that it's not a fad. It's not a quick weight loss, any of that. It is, mm-hmm. um, it is the way our bodies are meant to function. And if you learn to, during that window, listen to your body on how to feed it, so if you let the body do what it's meant to do during those 16 hours, and then you do what you do right by your body during those eight hours, um, it's a lot, a lot of amazing things can happen. So. Yes. So what we're going to, what we are going to do is bring you back on and we'll do an entire podcast just on intermittent fasting with oils. Love I would love that. That would, that be, would fantastic. be amazing. We'll get yes, that scheduled. Absolutely. Because yes, I, I, I got to tell you, there's so many anti-aging effects that we haven't even gotten into. Things yeah. like that, that, the midlife woman, there's just so many um, facets to it. So I would absolutely love that. Oh, thank you. Because I'm like looking at the clock going, no, I can't be. <laughs> How many no. hours are we going to talk for? No. <laughs> no, that's all great. And, and so, and I appreciate you letting me share as much because as you see, when I get going, I get yeah. going um, because there is so much to share about this topic. I, and it's, and it is fascinating. I'm very fascinated by it. So definitely everyone be waiting because Jill will be back and we will talk about that intermittent fasting with all of the anti-aging benefits. That's be like, everybody's gonna be like, when is she coming back? (laughs) 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 But before we let you go, we want to know your version of your pow pow shoes. So, you know, I, I think about this a lot. So, right, what are the shoes you wear? What is like your superpower? What are the things that you know, do? And I think it really comes down to, I have this ability to take difficult information and mm-hmm. make it accessible to people. So yes. I think when you read my books, right, I think that's the one comment I get over and over again. It's just like, I read it in one sitting. I sat down and like read it, you know, it was so easy to understand. And so I love being able, I, as you meant, as I said, I'm a researcher. I love the science. Not everybody loves the science. Not everybody understands yeah. the science. That's my thing. But being able to break all of that down and then present it, whether verbally or in a book, being able to present it to people in a way that they can understand it, that it's fun, but also that it's relatable to their lives. They can see themselves in it and they can right then take action. Because if I, I don't, I am not a person, I don't never want to just get, I just never want to you know, go blah, 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 blah. And not at the end of it, you say, oh, wow, like I can now take action. Like yes. what, what, what's the use of information if we don't take action on it? Exactly. And so that's really my superpower is just taking all of this information that's out there, I guess, this pow pow shoes, you know, is out there in this world, all this information and, and just bringing it down to a place where women can relate to it, can understand it, and then can take action on it. Um, yes. Oh, that's beautiful. And that leads perfectly into my next question, a writing prompt, a journaling prompt for our listeners. So I love journaling. I love that you're even asking this question because I think it just is a you know, food for thought for people. So yeah. I think my question would be, I would want people just to describe in detail what having a midlife mojo, what having midlife mojo looks like for you. Mm, I love that. What having midlife mojo looks like for you. I can't wait to do that one. Yeah. So awesome. And I'd love to hear it. <laughs> oh, you will. I'll send it to you. I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> and where can, where can we find you so that everybody can screenshot you? 
Absolutely. So my, you know, my website is my name, jilllebofsky.com. So that's the place where you can see all of the different products, my books, things that I've created and so forth. But the best place to kind of find me and all that I'm doing is in my private Facebook group, which is called Midlife Mojo. Yes. Um, and and then, you know, and it is a private group, so you do, you do have to ask to join. But in there, every Monday, I do a Midlife Mojo Monday where I bring on a guest and we um, either I bring on a guest or myself do some kind of education or a demonstration. Once a month, I have a Women with Mojo interview show, which is just a, kind of like there's a conversation with a woman more about her journey. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a woman who's over 40 doing some inspiring things. And then on a daily basis, we just have a lot of prompts and conversations that we just share and information all about just all these topics we've been talking about today. Oh, it's it. And it is truly amazing. Everyone needs to be in your Thank group. You. Every yeah. woman, every, every, all of us, even those not in your midlife yet, just come in so you can be learning for what's coming. Cause it's, yeah. cause it's coming for all of us and it's okay. Yeah. It and it's okay. Is. And yeah. it's, you know, it's just another beautiful community of women um, that, yeah. you know, we're almost, we're almost a thousand strong. So we're yes, it's beautiful. Um, so we start, we're starting that little, that little ripple in the pond of, yes. of this, of this, of my mission. So this is so okay. awesome. Oh, thank you for hanging with us today. And I cannot wait to have you come back. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you everybody for listening. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.